Welcome back to the State of CRM podcast. I'm Matt Engstrom. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about something a little bit different. So we usually talk about email strategy or CRM strategy or how digital marketers can more effectively reach audiences. And um, today's topic is, is, is something pretty important. And it involves talking a little bit about something related to impacts on climate change. And that's something that news cycles cover a lot. But within digital marketing circles and uh, marketing publications and things like that, not so much. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. So something I don't think people think about a lot is when they're sending out digital communications such as email, there's actually a carbon footprint that's associated with that. And there's actually ways that we can think about as marketers and consumers as well, uh, reducing and mitigating the impact of digital communications on uh, carbon emissions. Yeah, and the first uh, thing that's uh, impacted the carbon footprint for, for email is really uh, how they are tied to data center. Uh, the fact that your the, the content of the email goes through data centers or multiple data centers and the data centers managing a lot of data, processing the data, uh, storage of the image, uh, these kind of things require a lot of power and a lot of cooling to avoid them to eat uh, to uh, to eye uh, and um, and that's obviously a, a big impact on the on the carbon footprint. Um, so mainly the three uh, points, three aspects uh, that impact uh, the the carbon uh, footprint of, of an email is the number of image, the size of the images. Uh, second, the time of storage uh, along the email are saved and, and stored on the data center. And uh, the third point is the number of recipients. So the more people are receiving the email, the more copy of the email and images uh, you, will, uh, you will send. So if we think about these three points, so number of image are in the, in the, in the creative, uh, number of recipients and um, <laughs> the, time, the time of storage, uh, mainly the two first are really reminding me uh, one of the practice that we are trying to uh, to uh, advocate to. I mean, we are advocating to leave this practice, this practice of uh, of batch and blast. Uh, and and when you think about a skyscraper uh, email sent to a mass audience, yeah. I mean that's ticking all the box. So that's a lot of product image or content. That's actually not a lot of people want to read, uh, but that's a lot of uh, images and so more uh, weight and data storage to a lot of people. And most likely a big part of your database won't open it, but won't delete it. Uh, so that will be a long time in, in the data center. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for me too, because like I... Um this is something I just recently started thinking about, and I know there's folks at, uh, at Tiny Clues who actually have given this quite a bit of thought and are pretty passionate about the topic around carbon reduction as it relates to, to emails and, and digital communications. And it's something that I've just recently started thinking about, and I think a lot about when I think of carbon emissions, I think of, you know, like reducing uh, at-home energy expenditures or, or buying, you know, cars that are gas efficient, but less about how a marketer or a consumer as it relates to the way that you're being communicated to actually also has an impact. And so there's some things that we can do. So, um, you know, as Ben mentioned, uh, 
images are something that, that take up a lot of um, storage in a data center. So that's something that actually has a pretty high impact on, on uh, carbon emissions. And it's also important to note that email is not the only channel that leads to carbon emissions, but it is probably one of the more significant ones. So we're focusing a little bit more on that today. But yeah. if you have any questions about other channels, obviously we can talk about that as well. Please just reach out to us. But um, so the one thing you can do as a marketer is think about when you're sending out like emails, I know you want them to be impactful, uh, but thinking about the images that you're using and one, making sure that you're optimizing the size of those images, that you're not sending out overly heavy images uh, within each email because those images are then stored in data centers and the longer amount of time that they're stored there, the more carbon is released as a result because as you mentioned, um, it takes energy to keep those, those data centers cool and running. Um, second of all, think about the number of images that you're using as well. Um, as Ben mentioned, sending out long skyscraper emails with tons of different products and offers in one email. We talk a lot about why that's not necessarily a best practice for marketers anyway, if you need another reason not to do that, um, you know, carbon emissions is one of those. So like, obviously the longer an email is, the more content it contains, the more images it contains, uh, the greater the carbon footprint. So just give some thought in terms of whether or not you need to use an image or whether or not an email needs to be as long as it is that you're sending. So think a little bit more strategically about the content that you're creating as it relates to that. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting too, that I had no idea about when we were doing research around this is, uh, actually the font that you're using. So okay. I know that every brand like has specific fonts that they like to use to, 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 um, create a brand identity. But, um, if you're using a sort of a niche font, something that's not standard, basically what that means is that when its server delivers your email, it has to sort of pull in and render niche fonts, which creates, more emissions than if you use something standard. It also could potentially compiled with heavy images, things like that, slow down delivery. So there's also like an, a, an experience element as well. So picking a standard font uh, might be best practice to also help you reduce your carbon footprint. And uh, lastly, um, there's mirrored versions of a lot of different emails to help with efficient delivery. If you have, uh, for example, um, a multi-market, multi uh, cross-global campaigns or, or things that are running, uh, potentially you're using different data centers uh, at different points. Uh, the more data centers you're using, the more mirrored versions that you use for various reasons, even if it's creating a good user experience means more storage, which means more emissions. So just thinking about sort of the size of the email in general, uh, as it relates to images, length, things like that can really help uh, help you create practices that reduce the, the emissions that, that your communications are affecting. Yeah, and uh, Matt, I, I just want to uh, to cherry pick the the comments on the font. That's a great example where either you, if you have a niche font, you have a, this issue you described that you know, the, the server will have to to download to pull the the, the, the font itself to to render it. Uh, a way to avoid that is to remove the text and do and use images to put your text into that with a, the nice fonts and, and design, but that means you increase the size of the image and the weight of the image. So that's not the solution either. So the, the real thing is to really keep using a standard font that uh, will really have an impact because removing the text with the, the, the custom font or the special fonts and, remo and replacing that by more images 
is not the solution. Yeah, and it's it's uh, what I like about this approach too is, you know, when you're thinking about it, you're also creating a better user experience. So you don't necessarily this isn't something where you have to choose between the environment or effectively communicating to your customers. You can do both simply by creating efficient communication that's easily readable. Uh, Etc. Um, and and I think like that's it's a win win. So for yeah. me, it's might require a little bit of extra thought and a little bit of extra work, but it's it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah. Um, so the second point uh, was time of storage, and on this point, that's what as a marketer, what can we really do uh, to reduce that? So the for those that are listening also to the French uh, podcast uh, I, I had uh, the chance to talk with uh, Jonathan Lorio um, some months ago uh, Jonathan is leading a, a, an initiative to um, have an impact on the the time uh, the email are, are, are saved uh, are stored on, on our inbox uh, and this initiative um, is well explained uh, on the website the website is zerocarbon.email. Uh, you can check out that, but the, in in uh, I mean, short story about what the initiative is. The idea behind that is to have an expiration date in commercial email. That means, as a marketer, I want to promote my offer, my, my offers, the, my products, and send that to my consumer. I have even for nice targeted email, I have a right audience, but my offer as an expiration date. That can be because actually there is a time limit for the offer, a bundle, a price, a discount, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, a time limit for an incentive to, I don't know, uh, uh, free, uh, free shipping, uh, uh, a gift uh, if you uh, purchase more than uh, 150 uh, back of, of product. Uh, that can also be the case of, that's not, that's no longer the season or I have such a small amount of uh, stock for this or for this product. There are a lot of different reasons that's after seven days, 10 days, 12 days, two weeks, that can be one month. There is no way that the content of your communication Mm -hmm. is still valid. Not mentioning that your consumer won't go back to your email, but even if they go back, to the content of your email, the content and the offer won't be valid. So the idea is to just, as a marketer, set an expiration date technically on, in the email. So that will be a sign, something that the provider, like Gmail, Hotmail, uh, every provider or in, inbox provider, webmail, will be able to read and auto-delete the messages. It's not... When we say auto-delay the messages in my inbox, as consumers, they, oh, how do they impact my inbox? And, and that's my personal information or, or, or thing that I received, the messages that, that I received. Actually, if, as, if the sender says that it's, ob- it's obsolete, it's expired, expired, that's, I mean, they, they will be able to do that or at least to prompt a message saying that, oh, you have, I don't know, 100 messages that's expired. Do you want us to delay that? Yeah. That would be awesome. And so the initiative is about that. That's the beginning of the initiative. There are a lot of brands supporting the initiative already. They are ESP and they are ISP. So internet service provider that are supporting the initiative. Uh, they are email service provider in supporting the initiative. And as a brand, as a marketer, there is no much to do right now 
but supporting the initiative, bringing, just saying that, yeah, if something happens and is built, we will be happy to support and yeah. to use that. Because the technical parts need to be developed by a common work between ESP, your provider, the, the, the tool you are using to send the message, and the ISP or the webmail. So they need to be aligned on what's the standard uh, way to communicate this date. And th there is work to do for them and development to do to add this feature. Mm. But to be sure that, and to influence or to help to them to be motivated to do it, uh, the more brands supporting the project, the easier will be, uh, or the highest priority for them will be, uh, uh, I mean, that will be the, the case for them to develop the, the feature. And um, and so yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's a loop. That's uh, yeah. You won't use it because that's not existing. But for that to exist, you need to support it. So yeah. I really invite you to support the initiative. You just again, you just need to log to the website or connect to the website zerocarbon.email. There are all the explanation. There are a lot of brands already supporting that uh, initiative, and uh, and that will uh, that's a way to impact and to make uh, things change. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, um, you know, we're marketers, but we're also consumers as well. And I think until we have that opt-in option to say, hey, like, yes, let's let's let delete these emails yep. after this specific period of time, we can do that manually. Yep. So, like, I went into my inbox today just to check it out when we were you know, obviously pre preparing for this. And I think I have 106,000 emails in my personal Gmail right now. So what I'm going to be doing tonight is going in and looking in my promo folder and just deleting all of all of them, essentially. So yeah, yeah, like it's something you can do on your own as well and tell other people to do as well. And, it, and it'll have an impact until it becomes a little bit more easy and automated through this initiative, which hopefully will will take off. Yeah, I mean, uh, same, same uh, for me. That's a uh, I did that when we t uh, I talked for the first time with uh, with uh, Jonathan about the initiative and uh, and yeah my promo tab and my personal Gmail that was close to sixteen thousand email I mean for I mean uh, 12, 14 years uh, of of uh, of a newsletter received and uh, and yeah it took some time to Gmail to delete everything but uh, uh, select all uh, and delete uh, and delete the the trash <laughs> uh, yeah free up a lot of space I mean. Thousand and thousand of email and images, uh, so that's easy easy action uh, for now. And uh, and as a market, as a, as a consumer, but uh, we can't expect every consumer in your database in database to do that on their own. So as a marketer, that's yeah. uh, really something that we can influence by uh, just setting an expiration date. Yeah, and there, I mean, it's a, it's a measurable um, uh, cost to emissions as well. Yeah. If you if you check out the the blog on tinyclues.com. Um, there's actually one that, that kind of will go through the calculations, and I believe a tenfold increase in the emails sent is about a fourfold increase in carbon emissions, if I'm stating that correctly. Um, so it is it is something that is a significant uh, act that you can do to reduce carbon. Yeah. Um, and kind of thinking about that as well, uh, the last point is really the number of recipients that you're sending it to, and this kind of goes back to putting your marketer hat on uh, and how you can how you can reduce or mitigate emissions is really around thinking about the volume you're sending, and um, you know that essentially means uh, moving away from batch and blast or spam and pray or however whatever you want to say basically. And there's tons of content that we've already done to talk about how to not do this. There'll be tons more in the future as well, but thinking about 
basically targeting and segmentation. You know, no matter how sophisticated you currently are, uh, getting the right relevant messaging for the right relevant products in front of the right people is 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 a way to reduce batch and blast. You don't need to be sending everything out to every single person in your database every single day. Uh, it's about picking the right communications at the right time. And even if that's basic segmentation, because that's where you're at right now, or if you've moved towards or are looking to move towards a model where you're actually using sophisticated AI to help predict buying intent, even better. But basically, it just means thinking about targeting and then reducing the number of people or contacts included within each campaign Keeping your messages relevant means you actually can uh, reduce the number or the amount of carbon that your email campaigns are influencing. And on top of it, kind of going back to the win-win situation we were talking about earlier, it also is a better experience for your customers because you're ultimately going to drive more conversions, drive more revenue, and reduce fatigue. So it's a, it's a win-win for marketers and something that you can start actioning tomorrow to, to help the environment. 100%. So... Uh, as a conclusion, uh, let's recap uh, what you said. That's first, as a marketer, you can really have an impact on reducing the, uh, the, the carbon footprint by educating yourself and uh, your stakeholder in the company about the impact of your practice, of your email practice or marketing practice, but especially email uh, as we are talking about email. Uh, so that's something to share internally. And working on your strategy, improving your, the, the CRM strategy, reducing the number of batch and blast and, and doing, working to be more customer centric. And, and so uh, uh, reducing the number of message of the person, people receiving one message and just keeping that to people with interest for the message, we reduce the global number of message sent and that will have a huge impact. Second point is as a consumer, uh, there is an easy step uh, for now to do is to just look at your, your inbox and do you really need to s keep these messages in your inbox? I mean, even, even though you have a duped and you don't want to delete recent uh, messages, I mean, select everything that's older than one the last month. That's, I mean, just ask yourself, uh, how many times did you read an email, a promotion email? Uh, a newsletter from 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 a, a brand or, or a retailer that has more than yeah. two three weeks. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's uh, three, two or three weeks old. Uh, um, so you can delete that and save a lot of place in your in your inbox and therefore in the data centers. And third, the important part is as marketer support the zero carbon email initiative because that's what we'll have a big impact because we can't really count on every individual to delete their message from their inbox. And as a marketer, we can give sign to provider to make that at scale. Because if you are man in a managing a, a database of millions of consumers, 12 million, 15 million of consumers, you will be able to impact and reduce the impact of your communication for this entire database with only one information. And for that, we need to help to influence and to share and to work and to support the initiative to work together to, uh, to have this expiration date marker in the email. Yep. Okay. Uh, I hope that was an interesting uh, discussion for, for everyone. Uh, we are, 
I mean, as usual, open to feedback, comments, uh, idea of topic, follow up uh, on this particular topic. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, Matt uh, or myself are on LinkedIn, responsive to the message. Yep. Uh, can email us uh, if you if you want. Uh, you will find the, the email uh, on the website uh, uh, easily. Um, I mean. Just uh, let us know uh, what you, what other topic you are interested in. Absolutely, yeah. Love to hear from you, and uh, yeah, uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.